Hey guys, welcome. Episode 11. Sports and shorts of sorts. Let's do it. Uh, Jersey 11. We'll start with uh, the hockey, I guess. <sighs> Number 11, you think Mark Messier. Edmonton Oilers, great. New York Rangers, great. Six-time Stanley Cup champion. Yeah. The Moose. He's the first one that I think of. Uh, going to the football field, you got some good wide receivers. Larry Fitzgerald, I think, is one of the best ever to play from what I have watched. <laughs> Julio Jones did amazing things in Atlanta wearing 11, so got to remember him. Also, Drew Bledsoe with the New England Patriots. He was lighting it up, getting tons of yards, and then he got hurt, and that opened the door for some quarterback named Tom Brady. I guess he had a good career after. <laughs> Going to the hardwood, one number 11, I think of immediately. Stands above the rest, even though he's probably the shortest. But uh, Isaiah Thomas, leader of those back-to-back -back, uh, bad boys, Detroit Pistons teams that won two in a row, yeah. And they beat some good teams along the way. They kept beating up on Jordan until his team got together and rose up. But, uh, you know, some remember him for not being part of that 1992 dream team that went over the Olympics. They said there was beef on the team. MJ and Isaiah did not get along. They still don't get along to this day. I just listened to uh, another podcast, All the Smoke, with uh, Matt Barnes and Steven Jackson. I listened to it quite a bit. It's got some cool... Cool, cool shit going on there. They bring on rappers or former basketball players. And anyway, they had Isaiah Thomas on there, and he basically was calling out Michael Jordan to like get on TV and apologize for calling me an asshole on uh, the Last Dance, that ten-part documentary about MJ and the Bulls. He's like, that man went on TV and called me an asshole. Now he can come and apologize. Or just stand by it. So I don't see them hanging out anytime soon, but one of the best number 11s ever. One of the best point guards ever, Isaiah Thomas. But uh, yeah, two other Hall of Famers rocking the number 11. Yao Ming, I'm sure people have heard of Yao Ming. And Elvin Hayes, underrated, but a great, great Hall of Famer. And uh, two guys rocking it now, Clay Thompson, Trey Young. And the footy pitch, you know, you got Marcus Wright. Oh, Excuse me, Marco Royce from uh, Dortmund and Mohamed Salah from Liverpool wear 11. Or you got retired greats like Romario or Didier Drogba, Ryan Giggs. So yeah, 11, there's some pretty good numbers. Some that don't always jump out at you, but some good talent there. And uh, yeah, from there we'll go right into the NBA Conference Finals. It's a, had a few games this week in between the last podcast. And I was like, oh, Lakers Nuggets, here we go. That bubble rematch and everyone's shitting on the bubble. And yeah, this series has been, it's been an interesting one. Like game one, Jokic had like a wilt like first half, just putting up crazy numbers. And if it wasn't for AD putting up crazy numbers, that one could have been out of control. And then every, they had a comeback at the end, the Lakers, with like Rui Hachimura catch guarding... Jokic and they'd keep AD off ball so we could roam and swat shots away and they're like oh this is it's gonna be a big thing going in the game too I like this and you know it was a little bit of a closer game in the beginning there was some hard fouls D'Angelo went up for a I thought it was a sweet block attempt on Jamal Murray but uh you know there was contest uh there was contact you have two guys jumping in the air and colliding there's gonna be contact and like uh, Van Gundy and Mark Jackson were like 
this has to be a common foul. This can't be a flagrant. Sure enough, they review it, flagrant foul. And then they continued to go crazy about it. Van Gundy being all sarcastic. And anytime there was a foul, he'd be like, oh, are we going to review this one? But, yeah, it it has gotten out of control. I know you want to protect the players, but that was not ideal. And then you had LeBron flopping later and Jeremy Sohan, my Spurs guy, going on the Twitter and asking why is the King flop so much. And then everybody's like, yeah, LeBron's a flopper, only to have like a minute later Jokic do even more dramatic flops. So <laughs> there was some good acting going on. I mean, it wasn't in L.A. yet. This is still in Denver, but yeah, a lot of acting. <laughs> and LeBron went up for a breakaway dunk, went to the cradle of the baby, but you'd get kicked out of a babysitting club if you control the baby like that, right out of bounds. And uh, <laughs> yeah, turnover. But yeah, Jamal Murray lit it up. The guy from Kitchener did what he had to do. And, uh, yeah, Nuggets took care of home court. And then they went to L.A. for game three. And Jokic was in foul trouble. He didn't even have a triple-double, which is weird for Jokic. But, uh, yeah, Nuggets still won by 11. Jamal Murray, like, he's been balling as of late, like he did in that bubble before he tore his ACL. And, like, I always root for him, not just because he's from Kitchener and we shout out Canadians on TV, like Jay Henry always does, like, Canadian! I love doing that, too, but... He had a torn ACL, like I said, and I've had one as well. And to see someone rehab like that, obviously he's in far superior shape. But to see someone come back, you know, from an injury like that, it's pretty big and it's inspiring. But, uh, yeah, this is not what I expected. You know, Davis and LeBron put up decent numbers. But Austin Reeves is playing for extra zeros on his contract. But it's just they don't seem good enough right now. Now they're... They might get sweeped, you know. This is what it is, you know. Monday, May 22nd, game fourth. Hopefully the Lakers can extend the series, but we'll, we'll see. They could get sweet. Swept is the proper English, I guess. But uh, from there, we'll go out east. The Heat Celtics, game one, was pretty good. Everybody had the Celtics winning. I think ESPN said, what, 97% going in? It's pretty good odds, right? But, uh, yeah, it was not what we expected. Uh, going into that fourth quarter of game one, Jimmy Butler did what he needed to do. He was t stealing the ball. He was getting buckets for his team. He's getting people involved. And Jason Tatum didn't didn't even get a field goal. Like He was turning the ball over. He looked like a very giving Baker the way he was handing out turnovers. And, you know, he had 51 in game seven in the series prior. He comes in for that and... Yeah, not ideal. Game two was another close game. Duncan Robinson shot the lights out. Bam looked good. But Caleb Martin going for 25 really helped. And it was tight. And then Grant Williams made some shots. And him and Jimmy got in each other's faces, yelling at each other. And then Jimmy would score over him, do the two small celebration. And uh, it was pretty wild. But once they showed the graphic, obviously, from the moment Grant Williams got in the jimmy's face and said something causing jimmy to smirk jim they went on a huge run jimmy butler took off and they say he poked the bear they asked jalen brown after the game what do you think about grant williams getting jimmy butler going and he's like next question that's not a good answer for that i guess but yeah they were like hey game three maybe boston you know they lost both at home maybe they'll go on the road and do something in miami
wrong. They did nothing in Miami. I was at a volleyball game. It's beach volleyball season, so we're getting a game on, and I came up. I'm like, yeah, we'll see the score when we get home. We'll watch second half, and it's like, what am I doing even watching this? What? What is happening? The whole fourth quarter was played by the Boston Celtics bench. Like, they threw in the towel early. I don't know what Missoula's going to be doing. They're missing Odoka right now, big time. Like, I know Missoula's not out there taking the shots and making the plays. No one's making plays, but he's not, he's not, he doesn't have a grasp on this locker room, it feels like, but... It's very strange in the NBA. We have like a Darth Maul double lightsaber, but instead it's double brooms because we might get two sweeps here in the conference final. It's never happened. I was talking to a buddy during the game and he's like, has this ever happened? I was like, damn, I don't know. And then Stan Van Gundy picked up on our texting, I guess, and he said this has never happened. I was like, shit. I, so I hope at least one of the teams win. Do I see it? I don't know. I don't know where it's going to come from. It's going to maybe be a 10th or 9th guy on the bench will show up and have a heroic, like Steve Kerr did for us with the Spurs back in the day, or I don't know who's going to do it, but the option's there for someone to do it. <laughs> the opportunity, I guess. And uh, sticking with the NBA real quick, uh, there was a big moment in the, my my world, San Antonio Spurs fan, they had the NBA draft lottery, and uh, you know, I don't always watch these, usually I'll just check the updates, but uh, my wife and I sat for this, and you know, as they go down, and you know, they pull out the card, and it's the logo of the team that's next, and when it got down to the last two, and I'm like, oh my god, it's us and the Hornets, come on, and they show that Hornet logo, I jumped up, my cat ran away, I was yelling, well, not ran away, she just ran away from the living room, <laughs> she's still here, but uh, yeah, it scared the shit out of her, I was like, yeah, do a little dance, dancing around, my wife started dancing, it was crazy, it was a good time, so yeah, Tim Duncan was the last time they won the lottery, and that was like, when I was, I was pretty young, so I was first getting into basketball, watching it, and Tim Duncan is my favorite player of all time. So, see Victor Wembanyama, the alien, the unicorn, whatever mythical creature you want to call a 7-4 guy that's crossing people over and hitting threes. I'm just pumped he's coming here. Just like his compatriots, Boris Dion, Tony Parker. Hopefully this people in San Antonio treat him well. Easy Christmas gift ideas for me this year. <laughs> Maybe a Wembenyama jersey. But the rest of the top five go with Charlotte 2, then Portland at 3. That's pretty good. Are they going to keep that or trade it? Try to bring help for Dame? We'll see. And then Houston in Detroit. Detroit, you gotta be feeling kind of tough. You were in there for the top three, maybe the top one pick, and you dropped a five. So, I mean, they did just have one not that long ago, but Cade Cunningham did miss all of last year, basically. So, tough for the Pistons, but it's what it is. Sweet to be a Spur fan, though. Mm, mm. But, uh, yeah, <laughs> we'll see. I don't agree with tanking, but I mean, it did work out for us. So, moving on. <laughs> Quick coach firing again. This is the off-season, well, it's not even the off-season, playoffs are still on, but coaches are getting axed like crazy, and Doc Rivers was the latest to go, and this, you know, caused big conversations on other sports outlets, just saying, you know, how much, do players have too much power, why are all these good coaches getting fired, where's the accountability, the coaches aren't playing, you know, they are preparing them, but, yeah, we'll see, we'll, we'll find out if, you know, coaches are going to, get more stability or what it seems like there's only three coaches that are untouchable popovich with the spurs spolster with the heat like i don't see him ever losing a job and 
maybe Steve Kerr, unless they have another two bad years. But I don't know. Those are those guys you can't see getting canned. Everyone else, I don't know. They they could you could see them getting canned, really. I don't know. Maybe Mike Malone right now, especially if the Nuggets do well. But if they somehow give up a 3-0 lead, I don't know. <laughs> we'll see what happens. But, yeah, <clears throat> there's another coach firing hand that I can get out there. Now from the court to the ice, we have more conference finals, Panthers-Hurricanes. And uh, this game one was, you know, the Panthers, they were just like someone at a party. Party's ending, winding down, everyone's left, but they're just hanging out. And they're like, oh. When are they going home? Suddenly we're in four overtimes, and they win. Matthew Kachuk gets the winner, and you're like, damn. Both teams had over 60 shots, four overtimes, and the Panthers stole it. And you're like, shit, I can't believe they got that over the Hurricanes. But then you go to game two, and, you know, the Hurricanes, they want to get back. They get a quick goal real early in the first, and then Florida ties it up with a pretty sick goal. Barkov looked like he was going to go between his legs. He had it there, and then he's like, oh, just kidding, brings it back, and goes past the stretch goalie. It was a pretty sick goal. And then, uh, surprise, surprise, went to overtime, and uh, surprise, surprise, Matthew Kachuk scored again. So they're up 2-0. Both Florida teams, the Heat are up 3-0 now, Florida's up 2-0, and their game is Monday now, in home, in Florida, so they could be going up 3-0, Florida, what is in the water in Florida this year, doing great, <laughs> and uh, the Western Conference Final, you have the Stars and Golden Knights, game one. Pretty raucous crowd going in Vegas. And uh, much like the other series, this one went to overtime. And the uh, home team won. Howden scored the winner. Game two, Stars jumped out to a lead. Only Mark Stone tied up later. And then uh, this one, surprise, surprise, went to overtime. <laughs> Marsh just so scored late to send it to overtime. And much like the game before, <laughs> the Knights won. So... Very weird in the both conference finals in both sports. They're both undefeated, right? And uh, in hockey, every game has gone to overtime. So at least those ones are close. They're not like that game three of the Heat Celtics. Like, what the fuck is this? These games are at least close, but you're, you got to hope one of the teams win. I mean, brooms are going to be selling like crazy. Buy your broom stocks the way this is looking. Because... <laughs> Everybody's getting swept. Shit. Clean house galore. But man, we'll see what happens in those conference series. They could be fuck they could be over next game in NBA and they could be over in two games in the NHL. So hopefully the other teams win and we can get a little more playoffs. But playoffs. We'll see. And uh anyway, from there we go to the PJ Championship, second major of the year. Started on Thursday, last Thursday, and it came a, a little bit of a delay. There was frost, I guess, and Rochester. Well, just outside Rochester, New York. But uh, a lot were like, hey, maybe John Realm. You know, he won the Masters. Maybe he'll do good here. No, plus seven he finished. And he ended up yelling at some camera people to get the camera out of his face. So not a good weekend for him. Brooks Kepka, on the other hand, great weekend for him. Fifth major he just won. So, you know, he came in the final round with the lead. Victor Hovland was there. Canadian Corey Connors was there. But by the end, Hovland was still in second. Connors had a terrible final round. <laughs> he dropped right off. But uh, Scotty Scheffler had a sick final round. They get in contention, but it, it wasn't enough. Brooks Kepka, phenomenal golf. I mean, it must have been tough for the PGA to give the PGA championship 
to a live golfer. Yeah. They probably weren't too pumped about that. Maybe an awkward exchange. I don't know. But congrats to Brooks, fifth major. That puts them up there in pretty good company. But uh, you think with all that going on, that'd be the biggest news. But no. Michael Block. They might not find sound too familiar. He's a club pro at, let me check this, Trabuco Golf Club in California. He makes the cut, right? Not a lot of golf pros make cuts at majors. And then get this, on the 15th hole... He swishes it. He gets a hole-in-one on the par three. Nothing but cup right in there. He was like, what is going on? He was like, Rory McIlroy, Rory, did that go in? Rory, did that go in? Rory's high-fiving him. Like, he was in total shock. What a great moment. Super awesome. And, like, since he finished in the top 15, he does qualify for next year's PGA Tour Championship. Or PGA Championship. So, for the 46-year-old club pro, that's... That is a really cool moment, and yeah, really exciting second major of the year, so yay for golf. <laughs> Shout out to, go- like, the I just actually went golfing this weekend out in Rostern at their course. Pretty cool. I had a good time, so I just want to shout out Rostern Golf Course. Thanks for the good time, even though I sucked, but it was fun. <laughs> From, uh... From golf to the footy pitch, the Champions League semifinals wrapped up. Uh, Inter Milan was the home team against AC Milan, and uh, they won 1-0. Aggregate 3-0, so pun- Inter Milan punched their tickets to the final. And uh, the other semifinal was between the English Giants and the Spanish Giants. You know, going in 1-1, this is going to be a crazy good game. Not so much. It was all Manchester City. They jumped out. <sighs> way ahead. Thibaut Courtois for Real Madrid made some saves, but it was all Man City from the get-go. They ended up winning 5-1 on aggregate, and uh, they will take on Inter Milan in Istanbul and Turkey June 10th, so champions of Europe will be crowned then. The Europa League, it's just a tier below the Champions League. They had their semifinals as well, and uh, Sevilla and Juventus, that was a pretty big game. They went in 1-1 as well. But that game went to extra time, and Eric Lamella won in the 95th minute for Sevilla. So they're going back to the Europa League final. They've won the Europa League six times, never losing in a final. So, excuse me, they must be feeling pretty awesome. The other semifinal was Bayern Leverkusen and Roma. Roma was leading 1-0 going in, and that's exactly how it ended. <laughs> Not much excitement in that one, but... uh 1-0, Jose Mourinho is going back to another European championship game. This one will take place in Hungary, May 31st. And uh, I'd even a tier below that. There is another one, though. It's the Europa Conference League. They had their semifinals. And my team, West Ham United, we haven't had a good domestic year. But in this competition, we're doing all right. Sending the semifinals. But yeah, we took on AZ Alkmaar. And uh, they're from the Netherlands. They're in the Eredivisie. I always mess up the Dutch league name. Eredivisie. I don't know if I'm saying that right, but that is their league. And uh, we were leading on aggregate coming in, and we ended up winning 3-1 on aggregate. So we jumped ahead. We're going to the finals. We'll be taking on... Who won that game, actually? Fiorentina. Jeez, dropped the ball on that. Because Basel was up. And I'm like, who did end up winning that? But... Fiorentina came back and won the game, high scoring 4-3 on aggregate. So June 7th in Prague, one of my favorite cities in the world. That's where the, the final will be, West Ham. We're looking for a European Cup. You know, it's not Champions League or Europa, but Conference League, you know, if you're winning any European trophies, it's got to be good. And, like, after that game, there was madness. 
in the West Ham AZ Alkmaar game. Like West Ham friends and fans after the the final whistle, the AZ Alkmaar ultras. Now, if you don't know what ultras are in footy, they're like deranged fans that just like to show up and fuck shit up, you know, in the name of the club. But uh, at final whistle, they went to go rush, like where West Ham's friends and families were, like. David Moyes' dad was there. There were wives, the wags of the players were all there, you know. So when they were going there, the players wanted to celebrate, and then they were trying to beeline there. People were holding them back, and they're like, what is going on? And this brawl is about to start, but there's one West Ham fan, this old dude kind of standing in the stairs, like hitting at people, taking shots, and I guess I got to shout him out. He's a lifetime Hammer fan, Chris Noel. People know him as Nolsey. He stood up there. There, taking shots held his own and he afterwards he had a black eye and then he went to the west ham game the, this weekend and got a standing ovation people were taking pictures with him so good on nosey to standing up to the people wanting to come after the wives and girlfriends like i don't know these guys all had black balaclavas on you know just trying to fuck people up but good on nosey for standing his ground and uh yeah, in the in the prem, I guess jumping from the Euro leagues to the domestic leagues, the EPL was wrapped up Saturday before Man City could even play. Arsenal they had slim chances, but they had to go off. They had to go to Nottingham Forest and beat them in front of the sheriff of Nottingham. But <laughs> no, I don't think so. I said that joke before, but uh, yeah, they they lost. Typical Arsenal choking this year, but yeah, trophy goes to Man City. Pep Guardiola's fifth time in six seasons, so I've already seen the meme going around from Friday, the movie Friday, where Smokey's like, you know, he looks at him, he's like, how do you get fired on your day off? Except this is like, you know, how do you win the title on your day off? Well, from Arsenal choking, but <laughs> Man City's back at the top, you know, this weekend, uh, they had the guard of honor, or the opposing team, you know. Stand to the side, Chelsea did it for them, and they make like a tunnel, and then the champions walk down the middle, it's like an honor, like, you're the winners, here you go. But Man City, you know, keeping the league that light blue color again, but from the top to the bottom, I've already mentioned Southampton, they're going to the championship, but... Still madness between the other two spots, Everton got a much needed point with a late tie, uh... They're clear of Leeds. West Ham beat Leeds this weekend, so boom. Uh, Leicester takes on Newcastle Monday. If they win, they'd be tied with Everton on points, so this is super tight. <laughs> but, you know, we're all... There's two games during the week to bring everyone at the 37, and then next weekend, that's every team plays at the exact same time, and uh, that's the last game of the year. There's no collusion. There's no, hey, if we win and they... You just all play at the same time and let the cards lie where they lie. I like that. I think that's a cool way to settle it. Because, you know, sometimes there'll be games in the NFL and they'll decide playoffs. They'll play in the morning and it's like, oh, well, now this team has no shot. So that afternoon game just lost a lot of its luster, you know? Yeah, but I don't know. They're doing it right in footy, I guess. But, uh... Yeah, I mentioned Man City got the guard of honor. Barcelona received the same thing by Royal, oh, sorry, Real Sociedad as they clinched their title last week, so they got to walk through it as well. Three, still three matches to go in that that uh, yeah, domestic league in Spain. So, yeah, we'll see what happens with the rest of that. They'll still have to decide who gets relegated, who goes to the Champions League, and like. 
just shows you how important the games are. You had Real Madrid taking on Valencia. Valencia has been in the bottom relegation zone in Spain like all year. They're a pretty storied team, but they got a much needed one nothing win against Real Madrid. Real Madrid was bombarding this Georgian keeper, Mamar Dashvili. <laughs> If I hope I got that right. But he was stopping everything. So good on Valencia. They still have a chance. Except shit on them for their fans. I guess they were throwing more racial shit at Vinicius, Vinicius from Real Madrid. The Brazilian, he gets all kind of shit on him. Like, I I never thought Spain to be such a racist, a racial place. But the way of their treatment of black players is pretty crazy. I, I never would have thought. So shit on them for that. But otherwise, the team did quite well. Uh... Feyenoord, I mentioned the Dutch League. I don't know if I'm going to try to pronounce that again. But uh, Feyenoord won the title last week, so they got their honor. <laughs> Napoli already wrapped up, but uh, they had a big game against Inter. Was probably resting guys after the Champions League. But, yeah, they took care of took care of Inter. So they're still fighting for Champions League's positions in the Serie A as well. But uh, if Inter wins the Champions League, I guess they got an automatic berth, so it wouldn't really matter. <laughs> the League 1, League uh, is still up, I guess. PSG basically needs at one point in the next two games, and they have the title. Lens has to win out and have PSG lose out, but I don't see that happening. And the tightest race in all of Europe is in Germany in the Bundesliga. Like, Bayern Munich, they, they've had 10 straight titles. And they were in the driver's seat, and they lost to Leipzig, which opened the door for Dortmund as they won. So now going to the last weekend of the season, next week, next weekend, much like the Premier League, they play them all at the same time, so there's no collusion, no corruption. So if Dortmund wins, they win the title, breaking this massive streak that Bayern Munich has had. It's been crazy dominant, like every title in the last 10 years. Wow. The last winners before that were Dortmund, so <laughs> we'll see what happens. Last week, it was so exciting. I can't wait for that weekend in footy. Ugh. But yeah, there was supposed to be F1 this weekend, but the Mola GP was cancelled. Flooding got so out of control in England. It's, you know, or it's England and Italy, sorry. <laughs> Flooding got out of control in Italy. You know, unprecedented rainfall causing, like, state of emergency. People were evacuating, so I hope everyone's okay there. And, uh... No race, obviously. People had to get up and get... They're getting ready for Monaco next week. That's the big, iconic race in F1, the, you know, Monaco GP. And uh, I totally forgot about the big boxing match this weekend. My buddy told me while we were golfing, Devin Haney and Vasily Lomachenko... Devin Haney, undisputed champ, undefeated, went in there, and it was a pretty good fight. Like, I, I didn't watch it live. I watched the recap the next day of, you know, the whole thing, and... Yeah, it looked like it was a pretty good fight, except Lomachenko really looked like he took over the latter part of that fight. But judges unanimously gave it to Haney. A lot of people were pretty bummed out, like, what the hell? Another boxing questionable call, and that's why it's always a tough sell, you know? Judging is, you know, people are always like, oh, figure skating, the, the Russian judge. <laughs> but it's like, no, this is happening in combat sports, like, where are these judges watching? What are they doing? I like it was close, but a unanimous fight. I, I don't know. Just my call on it. My other buddy, I asked him. He watches boxing more. He disagreed as well, but it is what it is, right? Uh, there was another big horsey race, the second of the triple crown. They're like, is Mage gonna get the triple crown? 
Mage did not. Uh, the winner of this race was National Treasure. And no, uh, Nicholas Cage had nothing to do with this one. But uh, yeah, National Treasure beat a Blazing Saddles to win the race. Mage finished third. No triple crown again, but congrats to National Treasure for winning the Preakness. The Jays had a very busy week in between podcasts. They had a four-game series against the Yankees, and uh, they proceeded to go one and three in them. A little bit of controversy in it. In the first game, they had Aaron Judge doing the side-eye to the dugout, and they're like, oh, is he getting tipped off on pitches? Big controversial thing. I don't think he did. But then the pitcher said he was, you know, tipping pitches a bit, so... A whole bunch of nothing. And uh, in, game, in the second game in the series, Herman, the pitcher for the Yankees, got actually ejected for having sticky substance on his hand. And I had to write the quote down. James Hoey, Green Crew Chief, said, I quote, the stickiest hand I've ever felt. So that's, that quote jumped out at me. <laughs> the third game of the series, the Jays actually won with Danny Jansen hitting a walk-off bomb in the extra innings. But uh, they lost the fourth game. And... Uh, they're like, okay, we're still at home. We got a three-gamer against the Orioles. We're sticking in the AL East. How are we going to do? Game one, Kyle Gibson pitched a gem against the Jays, so that didn't go well. Second inning, or the second game, it went to extra innings, where, again, <laughs> the Jays lost. And there was a bit of weirdness in that game. Manager John Schneider went out to the mound to talk to Manoa, not realizing it was the second mound visit of the inning, which meant Manoa had to lose, leave the game Manoa's been struggling a bit, and he was kind of getting his groove on. But, uh, yeah, getting pulled out of the game when you didn't even really need to kind of sucked. In the third game, Kevin Gelsman went eight innings strong. It looked good, but they went to extra innings again, and the Orioles won again. So not a too good series there for the Jays. And they're now sitting last in the AL East. It is the toughest division in baseball, but... They're in the bottom of it. Now they're heading down to Florida, where teams seem to be playing amazing in all sports. So they're going to be taking on the Tampa Rays as Baltimore. Head over to New York to take on the Yankees. And uh, 26th season of the WNBA came back. I know there's not a, big, not a lot of big fans out there, but we'll get you. You know, <laughs> A lot came out to watch the Mercury take on the Sparks in L.A., Big part of it was Brittany Griner's first game back. You know, a lot of people, there's love or hate out there for Brittany Griner when she got arrested in Russia for having a vape pen. Cartridge, well, I don't even know the amount of it. There's speculation about how much was there, whether it was there. But regardless, she's free back in America playing the game she was born to play. So good on her, you know, happy for her. <laughs> and, uh... Yeah, the New York Liberty, the new super team of the WNBA, got smoked game one, opening season in Washington against the Mystics. But followed that up with a big win with Brianna Stewart. Stewie, the newly signed amazing player. She dropped 45, so it's not a bad home opener for her. The Vegas Aces, you know, they came out and crushed Seattle. But the big thing with the Aces right now is Becky Hammond wasn't there, coach of the year last year. You know, these are the defending champs. She's been suspended two games, and they lost their draft pick. You're like, what? That's pretty big. What happened? This all goes back to last year when they trade they traded Hamby away. Now, Hamby, she said she was treated awful by unnamed people and before the trade and whatnot. And so what happened, I guess, when Hamby signed the extension to stay with the team, she she didn't realize she was pregnant. And Becky Hammond came out and said, you knew you were pregnant. You used this. 
You lied about it to get your extension. You misled the team. We're going to need bodies and you're not available. And this, un this mistreatment of, you know, someone being pregnant in the workplace has caused a big thing. You know, understandably so. I don't really even know the answers here. First of all, I'm a man. I don't know what, you know, I think the women should speak up for what they think they you should have for rules on pregnancies or, you know, not rules, but, you know, just protocol on how they deal with them in professional sports because I'm not a person to ask. <laughs> so I'm, I'm listening to all kinds of stuff, seeing what they're doing with it. The union wanted to suspend the coach even more, but they feel the WNBA was being lenient on her but i don't know it's we'll see what happens with this going forward it's something you don't deal with in male sports obviously so we'll see what happens and i'll be watching i hope you guys tune in <laughs> but uh yeah we'll jump to the short 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 but uh may's a super busy month and uh and golf this weekend i mentioned had volleyball but friday night uh, there was an appointment at Royal University Hospital for another MRI. It may sound weird to have a night like that, but uh, we'll we'll uh, we'll retrace this. Going back about four or five years ago, I had these like faint like moments. I called them episodes. You know, I'd always be lying down, usually in a state of fatigue, like laying on the couch just chilling, and I get this pain in my inner thigh, inner left thigh, and it would like it would be unbearable. Like holy shit, it'd feel like a cramp, but worse. I'd try to, like, massage it, and then I'd be like, nope, I gotta stand up. And as I'd stand up, like, big tree fall hard, I'd drop. I'd, like, it would be awful. And my, my wife would freak out, try to wake me up, and then I'd come to, and I'd be like, what just happened? And she said, like, I'd stare off in the distance, and I, I my eyes would be open, but I wasn't there. And then this happened again, so I'm like, okay, let's go to the doctor. <laughs> Went to the doctor the next morning, and, like, low blood pressure super low so they're like oh we got to send you to a heart specialist did some tests with her nothing was really coming up and they're like it seems okay so they had me fitted for a holter monitor where i had to wear that for a few days and that would like monitor my heart through work doing whatever i tried to use it as a card you know hey babe maybe we should test this out you know we do whatever you gotta do to check your heart right and uh you know every once in a while i'd look down and feel like iron man clearly i wasn't because i was getting my heart checked but uh yeah it wouldn't nothing would come up and you know she'd be like you could lose a little weight i'm like okay but that's not the problem and uh still nothing and like it, it would happen periodically again every few months it would just show up and the one time like i fell in the bathroom in front of the door my wife couldn't get in and she's like hitting the door but i was like a snorlax from pokemon just laying there stuck and then i'd come to and be like what the fuck because sometimes i'd feel nauseous as well so i try to get to the bathroom but yeah, it was it was getting pretty whack. Eventually, when these would start coming, I would try to lay still. And if my wife was around, I'd be like, "Can you get me an ice pack?" And I just wrap that leg in ice and try to massage around it. But yeah, it was pretty whack. Still nothing, and it kept happening. So I got sent to a a neuro specialist, and I've been waiting on this list. I'm like, "Why is this taking so long?" Like I know we're backed up. So I call, and I'm like, hey, where's this doctor? I've been waiting. They're like, oh, that doctor's passed away. So immediately you feel like shit. Like, uh, I came in here all like, hey, where is he? Turns out he's dead. And I'm like, ah, oh, for fuck's sakes. So I had to get another one set up. And 
they send me to another neurospecialist, a younger guy, and did some tests, and I showed him some of the recordings of uh, me in this crazy state, because, like, the heart specialist even suggested, like, this is happening, and it's safe to do so, like, ask if my wife could, like, tape it or something, you know, just get clips. I mean, if you guys want to see them, I can put them on the TikTok, I guess. The new TikTok account created, whoop. Uh, but, uh, yeah, showed this to the doctor, and he was like, oh, man. I, these are seizures these are definitely seizures and i'm like what now I'm, I'm not sure if you're aware but seizure is a taboo word for sgi that's our motor license issue right here and he's like well i gotta tell sgi i think you're having seizures i'm like well what are they gonna do with my license he's like well that's up to them got into a little argument about it and i'm like well that's a quick jump to jump to seizures out of that but whatever he did his thing and you know, he said, I may get a letter in the mail. I was like, whatever, if I do, whatever. And then, uh, yeah, wedding happened, got married last year in July. And my wife and I were going to go have a little quick getaway in Moose Jaw, you know, check out the tunnels. There's a spa there. Just kind of get, get away, not our big honeymoon getaway, but, you know, something to just do after the wedding. And as we're coming back, Craven was going on. It's a big, massive country, broke back music festival in uh saskatchewan here and they had tons of cops set up and as we were going by they just pulled us over they're like we're checking everybody for alcohol or drugs and takes my license and he's like oh what's this suspended i was like what straight up it's like fuck like i i did get an sgi letter at some point but i hadn't looked at it yet i'm like i don't want to deal with this right now i put it down and I, to be honest i kind of fucking forgot about it for a while but uh yeah Pulled me, pulled me over, tells me my license is suspended. I'm like, fuck. You could see, like, I was pretty f not pumped about it and, like, pretty caught off by it. So he's like, do you mind just switching seats with your wife? Can I check her license? He checked hers. Hers is seizure-free, so they let her drive. And, yeah, I proceeded to be without a license. It sucked. My wife was taking me to work. She was helping me. She did great. I got to give her thanks for that. And, like, you know, my mom had appointments since my dad's passed, so she'd drive us to those. So it was, it was, you know, it was what it was. And she did great, and I appreciate her for doing that. But it was not ideal, especially since I didn't think I was having seizures. But we had to prove that. And to prove that, we would continue to do more tests. So that's where I do my initial MRIs. And that was interesting because I had done one on my knee where, before surgery where they put me in up to my waist to look at my knee. And that's when they realized it was torn and I had the meniscus tear. And, uh, yeah, that was just it. This one, I had to go on my back. Big headphones. That was kind of cool. They asked what music you want. I got some sweet hip-hop going. And they back you into it. It's kind of tight. But uh, with on this head thing they give you, there's a mirror on there. So you can see when you're laying on your back, you look at the mirror and it sees, sees out, right? So you can, people get claustrophobic, I guess. So this is a way you can see out. So that was kind of cool. But uh, it was also a reminder that the doctor was right. And you do need to lose weight because I'm like, man, my belly's big. That's all I could think of the whole MRI. <laughs> but anyway, we're working on that. But uh yeah, it was it was interesting. Did that, and I did it with the IV. They had to put the IV in for the next one, where they put 
some solution. I don't know, something for the MRI to check. Then I did the EEGs, which was interesting, where they have 27 probes attached to you. And on the form, it said, bring a comb. And I was like, that's weird. That must be a typo. But no, it's after they take these 27 probes off, your hair is just whack. <laughs> so the comb is to fix it. Ah. But, uh, yeah. I, I had to do a sleep-deprived EEG, and that's where they ask that you sleep no more than three hours the day before. I I am Sleepy Bear 101. I fall asleep, like, standing against the wall. So, <laughs> yeah, that was really tough for me. That was one of the harder things to do of everything was to not sleep. But, uh, you know, once I'm asleep, you know, if I wake up, it's shitty getting back to sleep. But to fall asleep, man, I should teach class on that shit. But anyway, one of the, the other tests I had to do was this nerve conduction study or it was ncs because i joke oh ncis but anyway this nerve test they did and they put like needles into different parts of my leg where the nerve endings were and she'd have me like okay move your ankle up and down or move it forward and you'd hear like this needle was hooked up to like an audio box and as i move my ankle you'd hear like a whoosh like a toilet flush and i guess that's your blood flowing for whatever reasons she needed to do that and then there's one where she'd like okay i'm gonna put it in your lower ankle kind of by that little notch in your ankle that hard bit i don't know what the term is but uh she put the needle in there and she's like okay now move your ankle inward and before i did that she was like this point is hooked up this nerve ending goes to your back where there's i did have a slight narrowing of a disc they found in the mri and they said maybe this nerve thing could be causing the leg pain that triggers the the episodes so they're like okay move your ankle she said move your ankle in and as i did that was the worst pain out of every test i got that was the worst pain that i had it, it was like a jolt of fire through my body but nerves nerves are fucked they're all they're so connected well obviously but yeah it was such a pain like holy shit <laughs> But, uh, yeah, I went, like, and I could feel, like, my eye almost watering. She's like, are you okay? I was like, yeah, that's just not comfortable. And she's like, okay, we're done now. And after she was like, I don't believe you're having seizures. And I was like, sweet, tell my doctor. Went through everything. I got the bill. I kept checking my, because once I realized I had a suspended license, and you can just check it on your MySGI account or whatever. I was checking that shit daily after that appointment. And then once I got the clear, I could drive again. It's what a relief because you'd go, you'd tell people, you'd be like, oh, I lost my license. First thing they said, oh, when did you get your DUI? I'm like, no, <laughs> this is medical. But, uh, you know, it it made you feel kind of shitty that you lost your license, but you also knew it wasn't your fault. You know, if I had done something to lose it, it'd be like, I did this. But at this, it was like, man, he said it was this. They called it this. And now we're taking your license away. It was an ordeal, but hey. I'm knock on wood. Haven't had an episode in a while. I've been feeling okay. Still have the gut a bit, as I noticed in the last MRI Friday. But yeah, man, if you're not feeling right, get it checked out. Could be anything, right? These fainting episodes, I still don't know what the fuck has caused them. I still am gonna have follow ups because they. I got a call the other day. They want to get me in for an, a uh, a 24 hour EEG. I haven't had that, so I'm gonna have that fucking 27 probes on my head i'm gonna look like i just left the barber or something but i'll bring my comb after we'll make it okay but yeah just take care of yourself 
you know, young or old, we only get one life. You got to live it right. I mean, unless you're a cat, I guess you got nine or if you believe in reincarnation. But regardless, take care of yourself, y'all. Thanks for coming out. Ren City out.